Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I am your host, Natalie Kra. Today, I'm excited to let you into my training school. You'll get a sneak peek into what a session, a class, a mastermind group uh, looks like and sounds like. So we are going to explore a session that was recorded via Zoom about a week ago. The session title is Life as Energy Healing. This session is all about how can we live our life in a way that we are more conscious of all of our decisions, that we are more effective all around into every aspect of our life, how we affect other people, and the choices that we can make in a way that's very strategic, very uh, um, conscious, so that we can have more control of our energy field, our body our mind, and our spirit. So this way we know not only how we're showing up for ourselves, but also how we are showing up for others. There are many, many tools that I'm going to give you. There's many techniques. And it's really not, once you know and you have this knowledge, it's simple. You just have to be aware and you have to do it. Every day, making choices to uplift the vibration. Everything is energy. We know that and ourselves included. So every month I offer three to four mastermind sessions via Zoom. This is an offering through my membership site. If you go to nataliekarat.com, you look for members portal and it will give you access to light code. I've developed this program about one year ago. And I haven't really talked much about it because through uh, the training school, uh, it's also available for those in the 200 and 300 hour, as well as continuing education through the training school. And it's been so organic because we have so many graduates that it's, and as you know, you know, my, I have my hands very full. So sometimes uh, putting these programs out there because there's a demand and, and they are happening and then you know, uh, going from there to advertising it and, and offering it on a, on a bigger scale is where I feel like sometimes I'm lacking. And honestly, it's, it's just a matter of time. Most of my time, I utilize it creating content and uh, educating. I'm, I, I consider myself an educator as, you know, a teacher. So I'm usually teaching and educating. I'm in sessions. I am counseling people and coaching people and managing my 200 hour school, 300 hour, my online courses. And then we have obviously the podcast that I love so much. I love this community. So there's only so much you can do, you know, in the middle of all that, I've also, I'm also now publishing a book, which I'm super excited about. So, but the membership site is there. It is not something that I am not, um, not caring about. I absolutely love it. And I did create it to give you the opportunity to have more access to me. And not only to me, but quite frankly, to our community. We have, um, I feel very, very blessed. And I feel that this community is very powerful. Uh, This weekend, I just came out of an intense training uh, with our groups. And we had a group of 11 uh, women with me, and it was a super powerful group. I mean, these ladies, they blow my mind. They're all so heartfelt, so amazing, wanting to do amazing things on the planet and in the world, leaderships in their own way. So 
this is a gateway for us to connect. Um, I do have people who meet us from all over, all, literally all over. So that is the beauty of the internet. That is the beauty of communicating and connecting through a medium such as Zoom, which is what where we are, the platform we're using, that it connects us to people from all over. And no matter where you're coming from, it is amazing. We're, you know, we'll make this work. So who are in these calls? Just so you have an idea. I already said that they are amazing people. Um, Anything from business owners to healers, yoga teachers, yoga students, um, just anyone in general, health practitioners, some MDs that have doctors. There's a lot of that, that wellness, obviously people who are interested in making their life better, making the planet better. Um, I have a biologist. I have scientists. and this is a group of people or anyone really who is interested in expanding their knowledge and expanding their awareness, thinking outside the box and creating community support. The Zoom sessions, like I said, are available for anyone in my programs. It's the Shanti Training School, which is carries a 200-hour program, 300-hour program, as well as continuing education. So you will see people from different walks of life. Some of them are coming from my light code program, which is coaching. And um, some people, you know, have never done yoga and or don't want to do yoga, but they do. They work with me via coaching or energy healing or uh, mentorship. And so you'll see a variety of people. So if this is calling out to you, definitely check it out. Like I said, go to my website, look for members portal, you'll tune into light code, and then it will have a few different options. If you are a yoga teacher, just look under the Y-A-C-E-P, which is the Continuing Education for Yoga Alliance, and do one of those so that you can actually get credit. Um, otherwise, you can you know, just pick one of, um, anything under light code. Uh, what else is going on, you guys? So, like I said, exciting times, my book. Have you gotten my book yet? Get my book, Living Life in Light. The book is available to pre-order on my website and also on Amazon. So if you get it from my website, I will write you a divinely guided message, especially for you. And I am entering into these uh, fields of deep meditation and, you know, saying the person's name three times and seeing what is it that I get for you and giving you that also as an offering in the book as well. Of course, my signature, I will then put that in the mail and on top of it, SEO is almost going to forget about this, but you get a guided uh, chakra clearing meditation, um, which is just going to be an audio file that will be emailed to you and you can have access to that. That is a bonus. It's a gift. Um, that is if you order it through my website. I will include that under show notes, but it's basically nataliecrad.com uh, forward slash pre-order. Love the show. Help us out. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Help me out, okay? Leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This will inspire me to create more content for you. I always love reading the reviews and what you have to say. It's just so nice. You know, we do these podcasts because we really want to uh, put out this energy into the world and try to make the world a better place and completely out of love 
And so when I get uh, a review or I get a message from one of you guys, it tells me that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Thank you so much, you know, for um, throwing this at me as I'm throwing this at you. And I feel that that's a really kind of neat and, and high vibrational and wonderful exchange. So a shout out to all of you who do that and who have done that. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your review. I read it and it means a lot to me. I also want to give a shout out uh, in this episode to someone who I adore and who uh, helped me edit my book. Who Her name is Holly Hobbs. So Holly, thank you so much. Um, you did the first few rounds of editing for Living Life in a Light and you really kind of gave me that, uh, you know, that kick and that jump start, and excited me to get this book moving forward in this project to come to life. So you're an amazing woman. Holly was at the workshop and the training this past weekend as well, where we explored mindful living. Uh, we went deep, you guys. We had an amazing yoga session on Saturday. We went to see this, the monks chanting vespers in a monastery, and then on Sunday we had. Um, an amazing yoga nidra session and also an Akashic. I opened the Akashic records for those of you who are familiar with that. And we just kind of, we bathed in this beautiful light of the Akashic records. We got a lot of information. We went deep and we completed our weekend with a fabulous tea ceremony. Um, I did post some pictures and I will post more pictures on my Instagram story and my Instagram, which is at Natalie Kra. Uh, the teas are from living tea. So they were, uh, go to living tea.net and you will get some living teas. We had teas from, I also love global tea hut for those of you who know. So anyways, that was an amazing weekend. Holly was there and it was just, it's just so nice to connect with Holly and the ladies like that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Again, subscribe to the show. Rate us. Give us an amazing review on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with someone you love. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature, and ultimately, love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. So, all right, so life is energy healing. All is energy, and we are multidimensional spirit beings having a human experience. Everything we do is connected to the light. So everything we do connects us to the light or everything we do disconnects us from the light. So it's either you're connecting to light or you're connecting to darkness. So there's only two choices. Some people, this is a concept that I've played with for a really long time in my life, but uh, some people can also say like creative forces or destructive forces, you know. So as a human being, again, it, it, we're not expected to be perfect, you know. This is a human experience. To me, this is like earth school. So there's going to be times that we're going to be 
more towards perfection. <laughs> and then there's going to be times that we're going to be slacking a little bit. So maybe that's like going a little bit towards, you know, little bit of dark, not too much. And then there's times that's like very dark or way too dark. <laughs> so there's this di different levels of it, but really everything is either one or the other, because if you think about it, like if even in, like if I'm having a glass of wine, that's, that's definitely more toxic for my body. Then I couldn't, I wouldn't say like, you know, it's detox. Maybe there's joy in that too, because of tradition art, you can consider that a form of art if you're really into wine and stuff like, so it depends on like how you do everything, you know, it depends on like how you go about your choices. But it is good to be aware that we can basically, we can do things to uplift our health, body, mind, spirit, um, energy body too. A lot of times people think that uh, the light body automatically takes care of itself. And that's not true, you know, because that's like saying the physical body automatically takes care of itself. In a way it does, right? But in a way it doesn't in terms of like, that's why people pay to go to the gym, to go to yoga class, to go to the doctor, to go, you know, get a health exam, to drink. And then people say health practitioners drink water, get on the sun, vitamin D. We I mean, have to take care of it. It's kind of like the, your car. You have to change the oil. You have to take care of your car. Otherwise, it just starts depleting. So it's the same thing with the energy field. And some people call it aura. Some people call it the koshas in the yogi culture. Um, you know, energy body. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can talk about subtle body. Subtle body is another one that comes up a lot, especially in yoga. Um, the field, the human f energy field. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more. I don't really care about like, I've never been, I've always kind of heard different terms. And to me, they were all, I was like, I get it. You know, they all mean the same thing to me. I don't really care. Yeah belief systems like have different views on it. And it's interesting to learn. And I've certainly learned a, a bunch of them. But at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, to me, it's just the light body is the light body. And I get it. It's like you have to cultivate your light body as much as you cultivate everything else in your life. So that's why for me, this, this was a really interesting book to write. And also, um, I think in this journey of life that I have chosen, it was like as a, as a wellness practitioner and a health practitioner myself also, I want to um, enhance people's life. And I really understood that I don't want to do it just with the physical practice. Because even in the yoga context, you know, like um, I've certainly seen, I mean, I've done a ton of different 200-hour teacher trainees, 300-hour um, you know, different types of like trainings in yoga. And I've also seen uh, the focus be like very much on the physical. And there was a time in my life that maybe that was a focus and maybe it was almost like a necessary thing. So, um, but also that's, that's fine, you know, and you're dealing with strength and flexibility and getting somebody's body like better. And it's really important to learn anatomy and anatomy of the spine and the body, especially if you're dealing with that. And I'm all about that. Like I said, I, I look at, at the whole system like equally as important, 
But what I also understood is that if I wasn't looking, I wasn't interested in only healing the physical body. I'm interested in dealing with the mental, the psyche. And so I started asking questions like, how do we do that? You know, what's, what are tools? And then just like little simple things, but then you can keep adding them and you say, okay, let me just try this for a year in my life. And then when you're going through all of those techniques and tools, which by the way, all of this is in my book, Living Life and Light, you literally like change your life. And then when you change all of your habits and you know what you do every day, then when you look back like a year later, you're like, whoa, I just had like some major improvement in my life. And then you also realize that by having major improvement in your life, you, you automatically uplift the life of people that are around you. And then you start realizing that, you know, it, you can always do better. So then it becomes like some, but there's also kind of like maintenance. So I'm, what I'm going to give you guys today is kind of the answers to what I just said. And thus far, and I'm always adding to the picture. You know, which is why I love that all of our courses and training are online platforms now, because that way I can go in, I can edit, I can take something out if I feel like it's necessary. Um, I do think it's really important as a teacher and an educator to be aware uh, of the time that you are, like meaning like what year, you know what I mean? Because I don't expect 2019 to be the same as you know, fast forward 2025 or 26 or 30 or 40. I think that especially when we're dealing with physical stuff, even on a physical level, right? Pesticides, um, all of that stuff like GMOs and all these things, even on a physical level, but then on a metaphysical level too, we have like cell phones, we have cell phone towers, we have technology frequencies. So everything is always changing, so the only way to keep this conversation relevant is if we're continuously reevaluating it. And in order to do that, I have a manual, as you, you ladies know, but, um, you know, it's like the manuals and the, the even books, like, you know, at least maybe books you can do second edition and stuff. It can stay kind of a little too binded to, because there's sometimes like teacher trainings that, you know, their manuals were like to, released in 2002. Well, I feel like that's why I love having everything online because I can go in and I can like mess with it. And some things I like, can stay the same, you know, but some things need to change as we evolve as human beings, because otherwise it's like, it's just not relevant. Um, so everything we do connects us to the light or disconnects us from the light. Creative forces and destructive forces are very real. There are frequencies and vibrations. And I want you guys to think about this with literally everything that you do. Maybe one, one week is just a, as a homework, you know, I say homework slash fun work, um, love work. You can just kind of pay attention to all of your actions or like maybe three actions during one day and say, did this connect me to the light? So say you went to the gym or you went to do yoga. Definitely that's a connecting to the light. And, you know, if you were in a place that's very toxic with toxic people, disconnecting from the light, not to say you didn't have to do those activities. You absolutely need to do it. Like you need to do everything that you have to do as a human being. You can't just be an uplifted place. We don't live in bubbles. But what I'm asking is for us just to notice, 
because the the idea is that if we if we're like doing like say toxic or darker things like more then we need to balance that out so then you can say oh okay i had this kind of heavy the past couple of days what do i need to do for my light body to raise the vibration of my light body so then you can go into techniques and i'm going to give many examples here that will then kind of clear out that toxicity from your energy field so that you can come into a state of more like balance, equanimity. So because in a state of balance and equanimity, that's when we thrive. That's when we thrive. And that's the best for, and it's also the healthier. So, uh, so also spaces and places have vibrations just as people have vibrations, just as trees have vibrations, just as, you know, again, everywhere we go and everyone we interact with. So it's said that our energy field, I've heard this from a lot of different people I've studied with, that if you put your, like natural, if you put your arms out and you kind of draw a circle around you, that's kind of your bubble of energy when it's like in its natural state, healthy, like kind of, you know, not too big, not too low, just kind of around that. And sometimes it's not there because of all the, again, life circumstances, the light kind of dims, right? So, but that's kind of more, but every time you go into a room, you're interacting with somebody's energy field. So their energy field is interacting with your energy field. So all the time we're doing this and in places too, places and spaces. So that's just the human condition. It's not like, a bad thing, it's not a good thing. It just is. It's just, you know, it just is part of being in, in this planet. Um, so grid workers. Okay, so also every day we are clearing. So here are some things that we can do uh, that, that, that we all have. Like, so we can, we can function as grid workers. And grid workers, what I mean by that is like, like you can affect the energy of a space. You can affect the energy of, of anything, of another human being, right? And so you can also affect the energy of a space. So that's what we mean by grid workers. So grids are just, you know, like little grids are points. So if I'm doing light work and I'm here and you guys are there, I'm connecting with you guys. So we just created a grid. I'm connecting with Elaine. I'm connecting with Katie. I'm connecting with Jessica. And then everybody's creating like a grid and there's light. There's more light on the planet. So the more energy, like the more light workers we have on planet earth, the the higher the vibration of the planet becomes. So another way that I have been, um, that I like to think about, and I've, I've had this conversation with some people, it's, a, it's like, think about us, as acupuncture points for planet earth. So that's like a really cool concept. So if I'm like an, if I'm a light body and I'm an acupuncture, you know, if I'm have more light than darkness around me and then, and if I'm generating that kind of light then I'm an acupuncture point, then wherever you guys are, you are one. And then again, we're connecting. And so that way we're raising the vibration of the planet and we're lighting up the planet. Um, that's why it is said, and this is in many yoga texts, that when a yogi moves to like a neighborhood or whatever, if there's like a yogi, like a real yogi, you know, a true yogi, like somewhere, it, it, it lifts up the, the energy field of the entire neighborhood, like the entire 
neighborhood will feel it. All of your neighbors will benefit from a yogi. Like if you have a yogi that moves around you, you know, you'll benefit from it. This is why like, um, you know, you can, you can look at uh, yogi, the, the awakening on Netflix, which is yogi, uh, Yogananda, you know, it's a great documentary and he was kind of enlightenment that's the one in the the bio in the, the biography of a yogi the book so yoganan he's like a master or you know the dalai lama when he walks into a room people like that i'm sure jesus had that too from you know what we hear so just that kind of but th- again that too exists in different levels you are part of that as well anything that you recognize in another human being it's because it exists within you And that's another thing that I've heard and that I really believe in that. So there's no coincidence that like we're here together right now. We're having this conversation. I mean, you guys are already in the journey, you know, so you are part of that and you can do all of these things. So chakras, as you, uh, most of you, maybe not some people that are going to listen to this are familiar. Um, Chakras are energy vortexes. We have many different chakras in the body. There are seven main chakras. It begins at the root and goes all the way from the root to the crown of your head. Those are the seven main chakras. They're also considered like energy vortexes. So they're, they're again, so I talked about the bubble of energy and the chakras, they play a big part in that because they're kind of gateways. They're gates. They're like gates between the outer world and your energy field. So it's like each one of them, the seven main ones, are responsible for a certain to to are responsible to recycle certain information. Like so thoughts, uh, words, you know, all of that is vibration with information. So the, the chakras, they kind of like, you know, the muladhara, the, the root one is like about tribe, family, groups. So anytime you're dealing with stuff like that, it is through that gateway that it's going to filter that. And as much as the chakras can, you know, just like the human body, the energy body is very intelligent. They try to filter and to keep you balanced. That's, that's why you're doing okay right now. That's why I'm here right now. They're very smart and they try to do it. You know, the human body too, like tries to heal itself as much as possible. With that said, sometimes it does get out of balance, you know, depending on, again, what we're allowing in our energy field, including what we're allowing to eat, what we're eating, what we're putting in our body, what kind of information are we putting in our body? What kind of, you know, what are we exposing ourselves to and to who are we exposing ourselves to? So they can get a little bit unbalanced, but when they get unbalanced, again, we have ways, techniques to to be aware, be mindful of that and then say, okay, I'm going to balance my energy field. You know, I'm going to balance my chakras. Um, So vortexes of energy, we talked about how this is kind of, you know, mimics everywhere everywhere like what happens within you also happens planetarily so there's chakras on the on planet earth there are places one time i read this thing it was really interesting about um all these places that these people had researched healers and masters and that they were chakras they were considered but people had actually gone like scientists and measured it and there's an energy field that's very different in those places they're considered chakras of planet Earth. And Hawaii is one of those. 
Sedona, Arizona is one of those. That's why there's people that come from all over the world. This is very well known. There's lots of vortexes in Sedona. People sit and meditate there because they can get, they can elevate much faster. You can go much deeper in your meditations. If you're doing any type of like healing work, those places will like intensify the healing. It will go like 10 times faster, cutting any cords, letting go of traumas. So just by going to a place like that and just sitting by it, you can get that energy. It's like an energy field. It's a vortex. So there's many places like that. I heard like New Zealand has some, Brazil has some, uh, Australia has some. I'm, I'm sure there's like, oh, Mexico, of course, all the pyramids places have it. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of them all over the world. But there are people who have put some effort into it. And you might even be able to find a book that like, you know, tells you all of them. Um, So I find that very interesting. So just the same way that the planet has that, you have that in you as well. Um, Our hands have chakras. And I like to mention the hands. There's a lot of, like I said, there's many other little chakras in our body. People who do acupuncture and those kinds of work are very familiar. So, you know, we have the meridians, we have the nadis. There's lots of different, like, you know, energy points. But the hands I like to mention because I think the hands are really, really powerful. I mean, obviously, you know, they're hand, we have hand chakras that are on the palm of your hands, and that's an energy field. And um, if you guys want, like, you know, do like this, sit up tall, or like do like this, and then just kind of bring it like really close, and you can kind of come, almost touch but don't, and then go like that. And just kind of play with it for a moment, like creating a little ball of energy. If And then if you, you don't even have to do too much, but if you come really, really close and you just kind of really tune into it, you'll feel some density and you'll feel like your light body. So that's pretty much it, you know, and it's a really powerful thing because as children, we know this. Um, that's why like if you bump your knee against a, a, a table or a window or anything and kids that you'll say like ouch or even adult and you go like that and immediately you'll just go like that you know and you'll just like put your hand and so basically what you're doing is you're healing you're healing your own self which you can heal your own self anybody who goes through energy healing training you learn that you can the same way that we we use our hands to heal other people you can also heal your own self so that's the thing you know and i just mentioned children because obviously they haven't even listened to this stuff but they just naturally we know this stuff we know it's like in us so the hand chakras are very powerful and just know that anytime that you need a little bit more healing you know, put your hand on your heart, put your hand on your belly, maybe your third chakra, and just take a few deep breaths and let the hand stay there for a few moments. And imagine light coming down from the heavens into your body and literally channel that energy, you know, because you can do that. And you can do that to anybody. You can do that to your pets. Pets are very sensitive to that. Um, So the auric field, like I said, there's lots of different names for it. There is a camera, you know, that takes a picture of your aura. And if you have the Anodea, if you want to go deeper into the chakras, I always recommend Anodea Judith, Eastern Body, Western Mind. I believe is in the chakra. and uh, It's one of the higher chakras, either the Ajna or Sahasra, like third eye 
or the crown that she talks, she also talks about this camera. But I have a friend of mine who has this camera and there's a lot of people who do, right? And then you guys might've seen those booths that they take pictures of your aura. They travel the country taking. It's really amazing. You know, my friend bought one, I think it was like $10,000 a camera, but she takes pictures of everything and she posts it on her Instagram. Even like she takes pictures of table of places of trees of plants of people and depending where she is what day you know then she'll see different colors but then she started noticing that there's also uh, a pattern like when people are sad there's a certain color that comes out when people are very happy she sees a different the camera shows a different color so now we have ways to actually capture this and so it's very tangible and very real and I find that fascinating you know not that I didn't know before the cameras but if you need any proof we can look into that um let's see yeah the heart chakra is another one that's worth mentioning because the heart space is the bridge between the mundane chakras first second third that are very earthbound and the higher planes which is like your throat third eye and crown which the higher planes have to do, you know, immediately with subtle body, vision, clairvoyance, like your purpose, really connecting to on a soul level, you know, and then your lower chakras are kind of like the first one's your family, second one is like sexuality and fluidity and being here. And then the third one is like, you finding your power, finding your voice as an individual separated from your country, from your family, from anything else, just you. So the heart space really is what connects heaven and earth. The heart space is what connects us to other beings and to all beings. And in many cultures, you can find that um, there are various mentions about the heart space as the, the real intelligence of the human being. So it's almost like, you know, we, we went through a phase recently you know a few years ago that now it's everything's about the mind we think with the mind but really these cultures are suggesting that we actually think with our heart space like we process a lot more with the heart and so the heart is a very powerful you know chakra and there's even I even have a book that's like all about the heart and I'll send it to you guys I'll send you guys the picture so you I forgot the name of it but it's a study that they go all over the world and they look at everybody who all the different cultures and different ways to connect that people are connecting through the heart, you know? So that's why a lot of times you say open your heart or close your heart. You know, you can literally, again, play with that energy too, because I'm sure there are times we need to open our heart, but there are also times we need to close our heart. Otherwise we're too open. Um, Clearing tools. Um, oh, okay. So wait a minute. Before we get to that, I'm not there yet. Heart chakra, okay, etheric body, subtle body. We talked about that different ways. Um, multidimensional beings, um, past, present, future is all connected. In the energy world, past, present, future is all connected as one. Uh, connecting with frequencies like through distant healing because there is because in the energy world right in the in the soul light world soul world whatever you want to call it, there's no 
it's not matter. There's no like matter. It's not like this dense. The density is first, second, third chakra. Just think about it like that. Everything else is very light. It's light oriented. It's just like your light body, right? It's people who have near their experiences. They'll experience that. So because of that, there is no past, present, future, as well as there's no distance. So you can get a, 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 an energy healing session with a healer that's, you know, in Australia or wherever. But as long as your intention is there and his, his or her intention is there and you're connecting to that person and they have ways like to open the field, such as like prayers, symbols, candles, you know, many different things. And maybe they kind of prep you for it. And, you're, and it is important that you're very relaxed when you're getting an energy field uh, in person as well and long distance as well, just so that your wave, your brain waves kind of switch and go into a very alpha, like very like calm state. So the calmer you can get, the more healing you're going to get from your energy healing session. And it doesn't matter if the healer is right there with you or if they're in another country. It makes zero difference because energy travels. And I can give you an example of that. If you've ever thought about a person, I know people all over the world too. Like I have friends all over the world. So if you've ever third, thought of a person, you know, that you haven't talked to in a while and then then that person like, you know, well, you'll get a text message from them or you'll get like a call from or an email or something, even if it's like two days later. But I mean, how crazy is that, right? So that's your energy field. That's literally, you just send like a psychic message and that's it. It doesn't matter. Like they'll get it. They'll get it. They'll know, like if you're thinking about somebody a lot, they'll feel it. They'll feel your presence in their energy field. Maybe they'll see you in their dreams Something is going to happen, you know, and that's that's the whole basis of distant healing, because a lot of times these things, too, like we think it's very woo woo or very out there. It really isn't. We're doing this every day, all the time. When you dream and you have dreams with somebody and you encounter them, it's the same thing. You know, it's all the same. It's just that we need to remove these veils. We have a lot of walls and a lot of veils. And part of it is because we're conditioned because nobody gave us this information when we were like four or three, you know, or two or one, like we're conditioned to believe certain things. So it's a limited belief. And the more we take these walls and we kind of clear our vision and, you know, but we really, it's, first of all, we need to just know the information. Then we just have to like, you know, be aware of it and practice it and just give yourself some time because it it might take a few years to actually, you know, depending how open you are, like, but, you know, you could be like, whoa, one day, something's going to just like, whoa, you like, so what I do, okay, because I know this information so well, I am, I'm very aware that I can do certain things. So, I yesterday, no, the day before, I was thinking about a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a really long time. And then I purposely sent him some some psychic messages. Like I actually meditated and sent it to him, which is kind of weird. But um, I did it. And I just think sometimes I'm just like, this is so fun. I'm just going to play with it. And I had not heard from him in over a year. Yesterday, he sent me a text message. <laughs> yeah. So I do it intentionally. That's my point. Like I've actually played with this stuff so much that 
I can I can manipulate energy fields and and it's like it's kind of crazy, you know, but it is and it's also fun. But of course, you have to be mindful of it because you don't want to mind control anybody. <laughs> and you don't want to like it's like Harry Potter school, you know, but you don't want to mind control anybody. No, I don't want to do that. But, you know, it is interesting. It's interesting stuff. Um, OK, so what are we allowing in our energy field? I just have a few things to mention because, I mean, we just can't have this talk without mentioning these things. Uh, television, you know, what kind of TV are we watching? What kind of shows? Um, and listen, I watch everything. I watch Crime Story. I, mean, I was actually, it's funny because I posted that thing, one thing on my Facebook about crime podcasts because I think they're entertaining. And I also like, I like to understand human psyche. So, you know, I, I, I like to understand like the, the light people and also the dark people. And in a way that kind of gives me a little more control of my life and people that I interact with, you know. So in a way for me, those when I'm listening to those things, it's almost like a case study. But I do listen to them. But somebody was saying, oh, are you afraid that, you know, this is going to dim your light or affect your energy body? And actually, it's a very, it's a legit concern. It's a very legit concern that this girl raised. And there was like some debate on it on the post. Um, the only thing that I told her, though, is that every morning, I'm, I'm very aware of my light body. And every morning, I tend to my light body as, as, as much as I tend to my physical body and my human existence, I tend to my light body. So I'll start my day, you know, with journaling, meditation, tea ceremonies or tea practice. I go out on the sun as much as I can. So I have like, I'm very aware of like uplifting my light body. So I feel pretty strong with my light body. With that said, I would not just watch things like that or just listen to things like that. Because yes, there is a possibility that that would be negative for your energy field if you only listen to things like that. Um, so one of the girls, she was like, well, what would life be like if you listen to Super Soul Sunday, you know, Oprah's thing like every day? I'm like, that's pretty much me. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what I did for a really long, and I still do almost every day. The thing is, I need to balance it out a little too, because otherwise I'm, I'm just dealing with people that are like light workers all the time. So I kind of like to see a little bit of the opposite too. Um, but yeah, it, it is much more uplifting if you're listening to Oprah every day, Super So Sunday, versus you're watching, you know, true crime every day. I mean, there's no doubt. But again, we have to make choices. Same thing with the news. What kind of news are we listening to? Um, you know, people, what kind of people are we allowing into our lives? Coworkers, friends, family. Family, they're not like... Uh, they are not, what do you call, what do you say? Like, um, you know, they're not like an exception just because they're blood related to you. That's just a crazy thing. They're not. I mean, I've gotten to a point now that I really don't, I don't, I mean, I honor my family and I honor my mother for obvious reasons, but I don't think that they're exempt. I think that, you know, they need to behave in a good way. They need to be kind they need to have compassion they need to speak with me with respect uh, because if they don't I will distance myself from them I have no no problem doing that because I just can't deal with that you know I do too much hard work for you know to be aware of everything and everyone and then because it's like a family member they can just you know 
rain on your parade as much as they want. I completely disagree with that. And I'm, I'm not allowing that in my, in my life. So to me, it's like, you know, you have to be okay. You have to be an okay human being, no matter who you are. Um, so clearing tools. So say we have all this stuff because this stuff is just, again, it's being human. You know, all of us in this call, we are humans. I don't know if I was having this conversation. Maybe there is like an intergalactic being in the room right now. That I couldn't really, I don't know how you guys do it. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to really relate because I'm in a human body. But as a human being, we have these experiences. This is just called life. That's why I call it uh, earth school. You know, I mean, a lot of people call it earth school. It's just life. You can't live through life and think like never somebody's going to hunk at you. Never somebody's going to like, you know, curse at you when you're in traffic or a family member is not going to do something awful to you or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner or whatever it is or a friend. I mean, we're going to be betrayed. We're going to be left. We're going to be, I mean, this is just, you know, it's just life. People are going to steal from us. I mean, it's just crazy, but it's life. So what do we do? We just live the best way we can. And here are some techniques that we can do that are clearing tools. One of the number one clearing tools is water. So water is very important. Like water, we are mostly composed of water in your body. And, um, Water is also known as is a big transmitter. Like if, you know, that's why if you like say something underwater or somebody yell, they can hear, you can hear the whales really far if you've ever gone diving. Water is like very big transmitter. So, you know, water is not just underground. If there's a lot of water around you, there's going to be water particles in the air. So you generally speaking, places that have a lot of water, bodies of water, it's more high vibrational. Okay, so it's kind of like easier to clear your energy field. It automatically clears you. It clears your energy field. So also, what, what kind of water you put in your body, that's something that I started paying attention to maybe like three, four years ago. Like I knew about it eight years ago or nine years ago. I knew this information, but I wasn't ready to shift. I was kind of like, I still had a lot of limited beliefs and I had people telling me, Oh, no, water is not a big deal. And and then I started seeing some of my friends who actually started changing their water and like some things that were changing in them. So, you know, through my research, what I have come to find out is that the best water for your body is actually spring water. Not like super alkaline. I mean, those are good, too, for different things and health. But spring water is like the closest to source, you know. So one that's really good in the United States is Mountain Valley. But there's others, you know, but that just happens to be the one that I order at my house. So I think water is really important because that's going to go straight in your body. Not only energetically, it's a big conduit. It needs to be clear, high vibration and feels good for you. But also uh, very fast, it goes in your blood system. You know, I don't have the, it's in my book actually, but I don't have the exact amount of seconds or whatever, but it goes very fast in your blood system and your blood system is everywhere in your body. So all the organs, all the, you know, the brain everywhere. So literally this stuff is like, just takes over you. So if you're putting really bad water in, in you, it's just going to have a, a relationship, you know, that's going to affect you somehow. So um, I think also salt 
is one of the biggest things that keeps up coming up in like literally every culture that I have ever studied. Salt is like huge clear, clear of negative energy, uh, clear space. So a lot of times when you're getting people, like if you get somebody to come like do like a house clearing for you, um, it's kind of like one of Rule number one, they get salt and they put salt in these little things and they put it on the corners of your house everywhere. They put salt and then people clear people with salt. Too. It's just salt. You know, salt, there's something about salt. It's just like it just really kind of clears spaces and places. So um, so then, you know, think about it. So, of course, like bat, taking a bath with salt, it's very clearing. And a lot of people do that to feel really good at the end of the day, or if you've had a a hard day or whatever, or if you just want to wake up and you want to relax the whole day, clear your energy, feel like any shower, water will already do it, but bath will be so nice too. And if you can put some crystals in the bath, that'll be great. Um, If you don't have a bathtub, then do a shower, salt scrub, So, but then I'm going to say this because sometimes we don't think about it, but you guys probably heard it from me. The ocean is the master clear because we're talking about salt and we're talking about water. And, you know, I've always, since I was a a child, since I was a kid, I've been like, anytime I go in the ocean, you know, I was like, whoa, I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start putting these information that I've been learning, you know, and you put two and two together and you're like, well, yeah, water is like a major, you know, clear already. The ocean, you have the rain, you have the sun. So now you have sunlight in the water. You have salt, natural salt from the sea, sea salt, which is one of the best salts ever. And then you just go and swim in the ocean. You're literally clearing your energy field in the best way possible. So better than shower and then bathtubs is the ocean. Um, you know, rivers will be great too. And any body of, of water will also be great for that. Crystals are amazing. Crystals, they have been uh, around for, you know, since the beginning of the planet. Some crystals are like thousands and thousands of years old. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that work with crystals too. I have some crystals here. This is a jewelry crystal. And then basically... You know, they're like, they're part of the planet, like since forever. And then we just find them and then they kind of make them look really pretty. But these stones have been around forever and they each have like different qualities and crystals. um, But now furthermore, I have been um, talking to some people in the energy field world that have multiple sources that don't know each other that have told me that right now for where we are planetarily, one of the biggest, uh, one of the kind of like the biggest healers that we have, or you know, the best things we can do to have in our house or with us are crystals that they're coming back full force, full cycle. Their energy is really working to cut through any kind of like, um, you know, toxic, like intergalactic toxic energy or like weird frequencies in our energy field, in the house energy field, whatever. Crystals really are kind of like the bomb. So I would highly recommend you guys start working with crystals, have crystals around. They're just really good. They'll protect you. Uh, Sun is obviously one of the best things ever. Without the sun, we would be be dead, right? So 
you know, planet Earth would not be here. So the sun is the giver of light of all energy. In many cultures, the sun is the god. The sun is a kind of god. And we really need to look at the sun that way, you know, with a lot of respect. Um, maybe start doing, especially for you, you ladies in this call, like rituals and ceremonies. I mean, you know, you guys are yogis. You have... There's so many things you can do. You know, a lot of times we talk about the moon and like full moon and new moon, but what about the sun? I mean, there's so many things we can do, you know, around the sun and to really start bringing more attention to the sun. Because just talking about the sun, you get like, you know, you get like energy fields of enlightenment and the vibration. This is actually a scientific thing. Um, how the sun sends the energy to the planet now is a lot more intense than it was three years ago and five years ago. So because of that is really shifting our energy field a lot faster too. So everything's kind of moving faster because of that, because of the energy of the sun. And we need, um, we need vitamin D, right? So vitamin D, we all know that M many people Many Americans, many women are vitamin D deficient. Many Americans, I've gone to several MDs that like when I get my blood taken, I'm, I'm usually vitamin D deficient, but they tell me that's like a lot of people. A lot of my girlfriends have it too. I think I told you guys a story of one of my girlfriends. I was trying literally like everything to um, get her vitamin D levels back and nothing was working. And then somebody said to her, one of her doctors was like, go, go, you know, take a, she lives in California. So it was like, go take a hike every day for 20 minutes. But, you know, just be in the sun for that in a hike in the sun, because she likes to hike. And she did it. And after like, you know, four months, she went to get her blood levels tested, and they were all back to normal. So that's really amazing. This girl had like been trying this for years. Like she was taking all these different pills, all these different vitamins, like spending a lot of money. And then the, the answer was just going in the sun, you know? So it's just funny because a lot of times we're told the sun is not great. Don't go out in the sun or, or you know, head or, and I think everything in moderation. And this friend of mine, she's like a model. So she was never allowed to go in the sun. So, you know, that's why that's the thing. She was always inside. And then when she started going in the sun and getting that natural light 20 minutes a day, she got her vitamin D levels back. So I, I take that very seriously too. this before the summer started, I bought like one of those lounge chairs for my yard. I have it out and I lay out in the sun as much as I can. You know, the issue is like, we're all busy. So I'm busy too, you know, I have the same problems that you all do. So it's kind of like, it's really hard to find time just to lay out on the sun. So I, I wish I could go every day. I haven't been able to, but I do it as much as I can, you know, sometimes like twice a week, sometimes it's like once a week, sometimes it's three times a week. But if I can, I have a chair that I could just lounge like for 20 minutes. And that's just just like I talked about the ocean, like you go in and you feel it automatically, you will feel a change. You will feel a change. There's people that's depressed and they treat depression with sun as well as others. I'm sure they're doing other therapies too, but light therapy is one of them, you know, same thing as when in the winter and there's a, especially like winter countries. I lived in Europe for a long time. It was like, there's places that you don't get to see the sun for like, 
you know, four months, five months, sometimes even more, and you get this thing called sad, right? It's called sad. It's a, do you know what, what that means? What's the, Elaine, do you know the? Affective disorder. What? Affective disorder. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that's a real thing. Again, so I just, you know, the tools that I utilize in my life primarily are water, sun, and then water and salt. And then I would say crystals after. Um, Clear water. Yeah, we talked about that. Clear water goes straight into your body. So that's very good. Living teas. Living teas are these trees that I have been experimenting with. A lot of people that I know are experimenting with them too. And they're amazing. You know, those are the, that's what I mean by the tea practice in the morning. I mean, I can give you guys a place to go get it. Livingtea.net. Another place is globalteahot.org. You could pay Go Global Tea Hot $20 a month and they deliver it to your house, the tea of the month. Now, why are these teas so special? They're above organic. If everybody on planet Earth decided that they wanted to drink these teas, we would not be able to. We don't have enough for everybody. Why? These are trees that are, some of them are like 300, 500 years old. Some of them are like thousands of years old. And they're in very high altitudes. Usually, most of them come from Asia, from tea places. They're not uh, organic farming or anything like that because they're not planted. They're ju- they have to be in the wild. And they're completely open to, like, you know, sun, rain. They're in places that are, like, some of these mountains are so high, so the air is very clean, very pure. And uh, especially the ones that are very old, even 300, 500, whatever years old, the trees, the roots are so long. Like, I don't, you know, there's, it's in my book to like how many exactly uh, kilometers or miles, but that us human beings can't get those trace minerals from any other form, any other form of plant. We can't get that unless it's from one of those living tea trees. So those trees, when I, and then you combine that with water, right? And if you combine that with high vibrational water, like water that's really in itself, like live and potent, you immediately, you're putting that energy field in your energy field, in your body. So if I went to a place and say, I, you know, I went to a place that was very negative and there was like, everybody was drunk or drug, using drugs and it just feels very weird immediately the next day or as as soon as I can you know I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna drink like probably like 10 bowls of tea I'm probably gonna sit with tea for a couple of hours and I will feel the shift like immediately so you know the tea is is almost like a magic Uh, and like I said we're lucky to have the tea uh, because if we wanted to drink everybody wanted to drink that tea we just don't have enough for the whole planet um, and then aromatherapy, aromatherapy is amazing. As you guys know, you know, just, just the smell of like lavender or yes, that's another thing that gets in your energy field and changes your energy field like very, very fast is essential oils, flower essences, flower essences are amazing. They're like, you know, again, the flowers are one of the most magical beings. They're etheric. People believe that they live in like, they, the masters believe that they live in the spiritual world and the human world like equally. They're just like a portal. 
and flowers get sun, rain, and so if you get the flower essence, but you have to get good one. There's a really good company you can look into. It's called Paralandra. It's like P-E-R-E-L-A-N-D-R-A. The woman who has this company devoted her whole life to flower essences, and it's beautiful. Um, flowers are etheric. Colors, uh, what colors are you going to wear? Everything matters. So think about the colors that you have in your spaces that you're wearing. What colors, you know what I mean? That makes a difference. Um, switch words. Switch words are very interesting. If you're not never looked into switch words, I definitely recommend you you Google that and like try to find out a little bit more about it. So it's something that apparently like a lot of people know when I found out about it, I didn't know a lot of people knew about it. Now I knew that like that Steve Jobs were using switch words that uh, was the name of the other one. Bill Gates uses switch words with his companies. So switch words are like certain words that carry certain vibration that are very, very unique and intense. And they will literally change things so like you know that it's almost like a key and then I started thinking about this and I was like wait a minute but that's what mantras are right like in the yogi culture and they're like oh you chanting the Sanskrit oh Sanskrit Sanskrit is like a, a sacred language because there's a certain sound with a Sanskrit that changes the vibration and I was like wow okay so that's interesting, you know, so that's, that's kind of what we've been doing there. And then some people recognize Latin as having like a lot of like sacredness to that too. So then you start thinking about words, you know, like words, like they all have, they have a vibration, like your name has a vibration. When you hear your name, you connect that to who you are. So, um, and I say this because for those of you who are like, starting companies or businesses or are writing flyers or whatever, you know, don't think it's an afterthought. Really pay attention. You know, what kind of words are you using? Because the words will affect people around you. And also, if you're teaching a yoga class, you should be very aware of the words that you're using. Because of this concept is that years ago, I stopped using the word injury. I mean, if it's a teacher training, that's different. I'm teaching you guys have to use it. But in a yoga class, like, no, I'm trying to keep the whole space elevated. So I'm not going to use certain words, you know, I'm not going to use certain things. I'm going to keep all of the words like kind of upbeat, uplifted, so I can give my room that experience. And not only that, so I can bring that frequency into the room. So I'm trying to bring a certain frequency into the room. So what, what music are you using? You know, what so, songs are you using? What kind of music and all that? So that's, those are the things like we have to think about. Um, sound healing. Sound healing is just, you know, amazing. Sound healing is, um, let me see if I can actually just, yeah. Sound healing is just very, very um, powerful. And if you haven't yet watched the Netflix movie Heal, the documentary, then please watch that documentary Heal. They go see a guy that's like, you know, a sound healer master. And he shows like all the technology, even bringing it to another level. Like us yogis, we sometimes experience like sound bath, 
things like that. But just if you can't go that deep, like music composed by people like Stephen Halpern, who is very aware of this concept and only composes healing music. And his name is Stephen Halpern. So he's one of them. But you can start finding out other people. And those kinds of music, they will literally change the whole frequency of your house. So if you want to do like a house clearing, start by just letting your Alexa or whatever it is that you play, play, you know, Stephen Halpern the whole day. Or I've also heard Mozart is very, very high vibration. He composed at a very high vibrational sound. So, you know, get some, uh, anything that has to do with bells, Tibetan bells, any bells, mantras are very powerful. Music is, can be very powerful. Uh, 432 hertz, it's a very healing frequency for the, the planet, for the body, for spaces. It clears out negativity. Movement, anytime that we feel like energy stuck in your body, that's the whole thing of like the body remembers. Move, breathe, dance, go dance, go walk, go run, do something, you know, yoga, but move. You got to move because you got to get that energy out of your body. You got to recycle and that's super important. Uh, of course, yoga. Nature. I mean, nature is a huge, huge one. Master healer. You know, whether you're going to the beach, taking a walk at the beach, or going to the river, or going to the swamps, or just going to the lakefront, or just going to a park and walking and seeing the birds singing in the trees. I mean, automatically, like I said, everything interacts with our energy field. So, you know, if you're interacting with a tree, that's a pretty good uh, field to be interacting with. So definitely, um, you know, getting nature as much as possible. This is why, um, you know, earthing and forest bathing, you can look into that. So that's a healing technique. And you can literally go, you know, can you can do these practices of earthing and forest bathing barefoot and all this stuff. And that will shift your energy field very fast. So you can heal. We can heal ourselves. You know, we have so many tools. Um, every day is about clearing and every day is about balancing. So every day we just have to be mindful. We have to be aware. It doesn't mean you can't have the experiences you want to have. If you want to have them, by all means, have them. But just know, be aware of what you're doing with everything that you do. That way you're not like, kind of like, oh, I feel like terrible and I don't even know why. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just be aware, like be responsible for your energy. And then also be responsible for other people's energy field. Um, every day, okay, so detoxification such as infrared sauna. Infrared sauna is great because sometimes we have stuff in our body that like just has been there from, from a long time, for a long time, whether it's emotional trauma or, you know, um, or processed foods or drugs, people who have done drugs in the past or even a lot of alcohol. And, you can, and the, the infrared sauna has a way to penetrate really deep into your being and to have you sweat those little cells that are like, you know, that we can't get to any other way or that there's very few ways that we can get to. And it literally gets that stuff out of your body. So I've done a ton of research on this. I've experienced it on myself. I've 
also like talked to a lot of people who have done infrared sauna detoxes, like they've gone for five weeks or have they gone for like a week, three days a week or, you know, a month. And the results are just incredible, incredible. So I definitely recommend that. Uh, the next one is, we just have a few more. We're almost done. Uh, animals. Animals. So animals as grid workers. We were talking about us, like how we can become acupuncture points on the planet if we're light workers and we are living, if we're living life in light and you really are, you know, if you're, that's what I mean, like if you're true yogi, not like if you, you go to class three times a week, but then everything else is like, uh, you know, down the toilet. No, then that's not going to work out. But if you're really if you're at a point in your life that you're, you know, you're really kind of living that and you have that kind of vibration, you are going to change place and spaces and places. Well, guess what? Animals naturally are like that. They don't even have to try. Like we have to work at it, right? We have to balance ourselves clear. They're naturally like that. Animals are like, they are just on a totally different level than us and they're healers um, there, a lot of people think and say that they're angels, you know, among the planet. And, but what I can say is that they clear energy and they clear spaces. And that's something that I have noticed a lot. Like I've moved around a lot with my animals and immediately, like if they go into a house and stuff like, for one, they'll notice if there's some kind of like weird energy, you know, sometimes your dog will bark at like, you don't even know what they're barking, but they're barking at something, you know, they're literally clearing the space for you. So we're very blessed to have these beings in our lives. And we have to be as human beings, because we supposedly have a higher level of consciousness than they do. Right. That's kind of how it's supposed, supposedly, although some people don't, uh, we we have to take care of them like they take care of us in a different way. They clear our energy or energy feel like if you're feeling really sad and you get home, you can hug your dog. Right. Or your cat and you just feel so uplifted. So, you know, but if you're going to have animals, you have to be super responsible. You have to make sure that, you know, you're in a time in your life that this actually makes sense. Otherwise, you're doing them a disservice. It is not okay to just, like, get another one. Like, you have to be, you know, it's a, it's a very conscious decision. This is a problem. A lot of people get a lot of animals. They shouldn't be getting them. And But once you have them, it is – but we – whether you have them personally or not, it is our responsibility as humans to take care of the animals that are on planet Earth is also our responsibility to take care of children. Animals and children are sacred. It's also our responsibility to take care of Mother Earth, nature. Yes, and really everything, of course, I agree, but animals, children, the planet, like trees, that's like, they're, they're depending on us, you know? They, de they need us to on, on that level that if we were conscious beings, we would be able to actually stand up for them. So, but it is a blessing to have animals as grid workers. They do a great job. Um, Dr. Masaru Emoto, we talked a lot about water. And you ladies might have seen him or heard of him. There's also another great documentary that I recommend. He's in it. It's called What the Bleep Do We Know? I think it's on Netflix or What the Bleep Do We Do or something like that. But 
Dr. Masaru Emoto is this, this Japanese scientist, and he does his experiment with water, you know. And what he did is he, he like, talked good things to the water and then talked bad things to the water, exposed water molecules to heavy metal music, exposed water molecules to classical music. And like I said, water is a really big conduit. So what happened when the water heard, you know, there was like heavy metal, like with a lot of cursing, a lot of bad word, a lot of like really intense energy, the music, they looked, they then froze the waters, all these different waters and looked at it under a telescope. And the ones that, you know, had the, that kind of vibration, the crystals were all dark and muddy and like kind of dark and just really looking awful, you know, and remember, we're mostly composed of water. That was the whole you know, that's the whole idea uh, thing with, with his experiment. It's very, if it's happening to water, what's happening to us? So another thing is like when he said, oh, I love you, you're beautiful, you know, treat the water with all this kind of respect, froze the water, looked at it under a microscope, beautiful crystal. It looked like totally different, you know. And so the experiment, you can find it on YouTube, I believe, and also in this documentary, is super interesting. And the, his book is called The Hidden Messages of Water, which is also amazing. So you can look at it. Uh, playing with the fields, all of these things that I tell you guys, uh, that I told you guys, is things that you can use to play with the fields. Like you can, like now that you know this and you know that we're energy beings and that our frequencies and our frequencies always changing. So maybe you already know, you know? So like if you're going into a, family reunion and you think somebody's going to be there that's just very charged and always tries to like pick up a fight with you or something then maybe you you prepare yourself for that you know so how do you do that you wake up and you meditate you know meditation is a huge one you you write on your journal you do it you do it you drink a two bowls of tea or three bowls of tea that morning you contemplate you do the 12-dimensional shield energy technique that I all, that I send you guys with, you know, Lisa Renee. You fortify your energy field. And then, and then not only that, you visualize with your mind's eye, your third chakra, because, again, this is distant healing right there. You visualize that situation before, and you send blessings to that situation between you and that person. Not only that, you visualize exactly how you want that interaction to be. And then you're protected, you know, this has already happened. Then you go into it. And even if it goes, you know, chaotic, you have a lot more grounds and it's not going to affect you. Another thing that I do a lot, if I go into any situation like that, and sometimes it's just like a concert. Like, you know, if I go to a big concert, it's just too much for me. I'll just do the whole thing that I told you guys. And then I'll do my energy field like, you know, uh, shield around me. And I'll imagine um, a mirror, mirror, I put, I put mirrors all around it. So the mirror is reflecting out, right? So why? Because anything that comes to me, it's going to bounce into the mirror and go straight back to them. And it works, you know, this stuff really works. Um, and then the energy body, this is the last thing. Is that we talked about the light body being more or less, you put your arms in, it's about that. But I told you guys that it's always changing. It's alive, right? It's alive. 
it's always changing. So it can get bigger, it can get dimmer, you can get more. So we're always playing with the fields. So another thing that you can do, you have access to your light body, just like I told you guys right now, you have access to play with that energy at all times. It's your light body. So there are times that there might be, it might be appropriate to dim your light body. I'll give you a couple of examples. So for example, if I go into a big rock and roll concert or a music festival, I don't want my light body to be like super wide. I can, you know, I can expand, I can go into these light works and really expand my energy body. Think about the sun and the animals and the planet and really be very uplifted and create this huge energy field. I don't really want to do that in a place like that because there's, you know, hundreds, thousands of people that I don't know. I don't really want to welcome all of those people in my energy field. That's like when you walk into a room and everybody looks at you, you know, because your light bodies. But if you want to do that, you can. So when could you, would you, so what would you do in that scenario of a concert? You could just imagine your light body dimming. Literally, you, you, you dim it yourself. You bring it down and you go in and you're like, you know, it's almost like you're incognito. You can do that. And then if, you, if you're giving a talk, like if you're giving a talk or you're giving a speech or, you know, a presentation or whatever, or, it, or it's like your birthday or whatever, and you want to have like that kind of like, woo, like, you know, to everyone in the room, then you can get your light body really big. Like you can exaggerate your light body and you can really be like, you know, super shiny. Um, this is this is very like basic stuff. You can do that. You know, we sometimes hear we somebody walks in a room and we say, "Oh, this person has good energy or has good vibes," or this person doesn't have good vibes. Your light body is picking that energy up. You know, and it's most likely true, unless you're a crazy paranoid person. Then that can happen too but you know you guys are not but most likely if you're somewhat of a decent human being you're you're gonna know so trust your intuition you know also uh, oh this person I don't know what it is but she just got such great energy it's probably because they're very clear they're very clear they don't have any you know weirdness going on they probably work on their light body and you're probably right so you can totally like interact on a very like clear way with somebody like that now, again, it's not like you're born a certain way and you're that for the rest of your life. This is stuff that takes, you know, it takes care. It takes work. It takes devotion. It takes you wanting to do that. It takes you wanting to do, live this life in life. It ta- it's every choice that you make at every day. And when we make choices that are not that great, we balance it out by making choices that are great. You know, and then we do like 10 things that maybe we did two things that are not so great. We'll do 10 things that are really, really great. And then just kind of, you know, clear it out, balance it out. But when you feel like if you if you think that, you know, if you start feeling that somebody something is weird between somebody towards you, most likely it's because it is weird. Most likely I could tell you, like out of 100 cases 98% of those cases, it was really weird, like I was right. And maybe 2% of the, you know, two cases, it was like, maybe I was paranoid. But, But most of the times, you know. So I would really advise you 
all and as all to follow our intuition. Um, I'm gonna stay with you guys just for a little bit for some questions, but for all of you who are watching this, I'm gonna let you go. Thank you for this talk, Living Life in Light. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth podcast. I hope that this conversation um, touched you. I hope that it, it you felt something inside of you lighten up as we were speaking and going through the lecture of living um, your life in light, basically, and also life as energy healing. Everything is energy. And I hope that you had an amazing uh, day and that you have continue to have an amazing day today, wherever you are on the planet. Love the show. Rate, subscribe, give us a wonderful review. It means a lot to me. Uh, get the book, you guys, Living Life and Light. Check out our show notes for all the links or listen to the episode intro again. And you'll get a little bit more scoop on the book and ways to order it. So I appreciate you. And I so appreciate you sharing your energy with me. And I look forward to our next time together. 